Hello and welcome to another episode of Colored Commentary. Colorful conversations by colorful people about Christianity, culture, and race. I'm your host, Marcus Lloyd. With me in the studio, Mr. Antoine. Yo, Malone. yo, yo, yo. What's up? How are y'all doing this morning, this Man. afternoon, this evening? Whatever this it is, whatever they're listening time. to, they going this is that they this is this, what they're doing. This Today is, is, is the this day. Is this is it. You know, my son called me the other day what and he, he said that he's really digging the intro music. Oh, yeah? He feels that? Yeah, man. He was like, where'd you get that from? <laughs> I was like, man, secrets. Secrets. You can't secrets. have Secrets. We can't you be can't. telling you the magic. That's right. Is anyway, he bobbing his head in the car? Was, well, I don't know if he was bobbing his head, because it was on the phone. Oh, it was but, on the phone, I feel you. But he was, he was feeling it pretty hard. So. That's good. That's good. So, well, it's good. nice to know we connect to the, pe- to the young people. To the young folk. Because <laughs> uh, E is what? How old is E now? He's uh, 18. Going to be 19 man, in February. Man, Elijah's 18. That's crazy. I know. That's nuts. So, I can't believe it. I'm going to have... I'm gonna have twenty. By the time this show comes out, uh-huh. we'll I'll have twenty year olds. Have two twenty. Oh, that's right, that's right. Because the yeah. girls will turn twenty. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Not so. <laughs> I can't believe it, and yet I can. There's a part of me that's like, okay, we're close to that time. I just it's where so, they can fly. I away. know, but it's it's just weird, <laughs> obviously, because we spend so much time together. And your kids are astronomically older than mine. <laughs> just, no, like, we just got different parental life stages. I know. It, it, your kids like even babysit, I think. Like yeah. for a while, yeah, kids, that's, that's how bad that is. It's just terrible. Yeah. Uh, okay. Man, but we got a good episode. I'm excited about this episode, I Antoine. too. I love bringing guests, love bringing people that we love into the studio just to, you know, just to chop it up a little bit about yeah. different issues and things yeah. going on. This episode is going to be very, very kind of special. Uh, specific, I think, just yeah. to kind of give some insight on some things that uh, you know that I think I've been learning about, and then just always curious more about. We have on the show with us today the one, the only, the Ben Minister, Ben Wong. How you doing, Pastor Ben Wong? <laughs> How you feeling, man? Is that me? That's you, man. That's me. That's right. All right, this is really hard for me doing this podcast because okay. you know, as one of the many idiosyncrasies I like to share with y'all. Okay. Uh, for Asians, we don't usually talk until we raise our hand, and <laughs> someone keep an eye out. and someone actually says, "You may talk now." Oh, is that so how it works? I'm not fluid like y'all. Oh, so, well, we'll keep. So we'll, there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be millisecond delays in my mind. And, that's okay. And that's okay. So. Uh, ben is part of our team for Threaded. You know, it's our racial, uh, biblical racial reconciliation organization that's uh, committed to inspiring relationships reconciliation and collaborative action among the diverse body of Christ. And so Ben has been yes, with sir. us for a long time. And that what you just said is exactly, I, I remember you told us that a long time ago. And so in our meetings, I have to kind of keep an eye on Ben, like just to kind of be like, okay, he hasn't said anything. I need yeah. to wait for the hand or yeah. just ask him. And it's right? always great. Always good stuff. No. It's like, why are no. you holding on to that? That's no, right. I'm daydreaming. Inform actually. us. <laughs> He's not <Yes>. even listening. <laughs> He's all in another world. That's all right. That's all right. So it's fun. Because we, we do talk about, you know, we want to have colorful people in here. And we talk about and sometimes the, the flavors of people coming in. And so you have you've given the generalization uh, to describe yourself uh, for probably a, a Western or American audience. You've said uh, Asians. Right. Yeah. But uh, from everything I know and have experienced with uh, hanging out with you and the folks at your church. Uh, that's not a specific enough description of your background. So, as uh, with the the what is it? Um, you know, you you always have that weird time where you're walking up to people and you and, and they ask you like, yeah, where are you from? And they're like, I'm from Jersey. No, like, where are you from? Right? Yeah. It's that, it, that yeah. and I know <clears throat> that people of Asian descent get that quite a bit. But I'm going to go ahead and and cash in on some of our relational equity and ask you to tell <laughs> the audience Ching-ching. where are you from. Okay, you're making a withdrawal. I am making a withdrawal right, right there. That's All right. right. <laughs> Hopefully he's so got a little bit more <laughs> in the count now. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm hoping that I got that. you, know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so thank you for asking that uh, that first question. Yeah, so sure. um, I am an American citizen, mm-hmm. but I was born in Hong Kong. So, um, so I am privileged to be... Um, what I call a 1.5 generation kind of person. Okay. So I was born overseas. Like obviously, I came over really young. I was acculturated uh, here, but uh, I still, um, because the way my parents brought me up, I still kind of know a lot in terms of uh, you know some of the language, uh, some of the customs, some of the uh, nuances of what it means to be you know Chinese. Mm-hmm. 
And so I'm able to kind of bridge both worlds in mm. terms of the American kind of acculturated world, um, but also just kind of like, hey, I'm Chinese and Chinese has certain kind of idiosyncrasies and mm-hmm. values and yeah. cultural uh, practices and principles. And so so I like being um, the person God has called me to be. And yeah. so I try to use that to parlay that into gospel conversations. Right, which is exactly why you're on the team. And so many people on the team have that sort of skill of uh, the the skill of almost bridge building, you know what I mean? Being able to kind of go back and forth between several different <clears throat> cultures uh, to do that. So we appreciate you doing that and bringing that. Is that is that term 1.5, is that just your term or is that kind of a, a normal sort of nomenclature? Uh, I don't know. I haven't surveyed. Um, I, I hear a few people use that term. Yeah. Uh, those people who I believe actually do see that as a blessing. Um, and understand some of the responsibilities that go behind it. But usually I don't think people would necessarily think of themselves as one This is not a cultural term. It's not, but I think for for believers in particular who sees how God has allowed them to be raised in a specific environment, Mm, but also see them as having a bigger platform, bigger stage to continue to to direct people towards Christ, I think 1.5 generally is for those people we like to, to... kind of cash in on that. Okay, right? kind of that middle ground. Yeah, because say that, hey, listen, we get it in terms of what it's like to have grown up in a very specific ethnic culture, Yeah, but yeah. we also get it living here in America. We know the tensions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we know the blessings that come from both mm-hmm. and trying to navigate and, and, like you said, bridge build, right? So, Yeah. And and as far as your your family, because obviously you, <clears throat> you got here when you were three? Four? I was like, three, yeah. Three, three, okay. So, uh, you, I remember you told me once um, almost how the impact of the civil rights movement led to you getting here. Do you remember telling me about that? Like, what? how did that impact you guys being able to, to be here? Well, I mean, yeah, we definitely have to, you know, thank God for providing um, amazing leaders like MLK to, yeah. to really kind of push the idea of what it means to uh, to be a country that really embraces the diversity. Um, and so the civil rights movement certainly, certainly helped that. Uh, we know that there's obviously much more to be done. I think even um, in my personal story, uh, it also stems to uh, Nixon, believe it or not, because mm. uh, Nixon back in 1971, he opened relationships between U.S. and China. Mm. And so that's actually what brought me, uh, our family here to America. Uh, my dad was an acupuncturist, and so he wanted to start up a medical practice in the States. And so because of 1971, he was able to get a work visa, um, came here by himself for a year, and then brought the rest of us over uh, over to the States. And so... But yeah, definitely this idea uh, of that um, that the country is meant to be welcoming to everyone, to all uh, immigrants, and uh, has been uh, laid quite well by MLK, and we have to really praise God for him. Yeah, because if I remember correctly, there was almost a, 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 a ban, if you will, on um, Chinese immigration at some yeah, point. for a while. For a while, yeah, and mm-hmm. so I think that opened up. I think it was like 1968 or whatever, that, that ban almost even got lifted, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. an immigration act of yeah, some sort. Yeah. I, I can't remember the timeline, but but yeah, it's, it's interesting to kind of see uh, how much, and I think even from that moment, just... The, the diversity of America just sort of exploded in that time period that you were talking about, kind of late mm-hmm. 1960s, early 1970s, mm-hmm. which has allowed for so much of, you know, even the opportunity to have the friendships that we have right now, just yeah. the folks that were able to kind of now be a part of the American experience, yeah. which is always interesting, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, hmm. So you, okay, so coming over here, do you remember any of that, like, like uh, the, the the travel, I know you're three or four. Like, but yeah. early, do you have any? Do, does your family tell stories? Right from like a, um, you know, I, I, are your sisters older? Because I, I have older sisters. Yeah. So, do they tell yeah. any stories about that journey? And, and not what that too was much, like? actually. Oh, really? So, okay. Yeah. So I don't really much. I don't remember much in terms of what happened in Hong Kong. Just some fragments of memories. Yeah. But uh, what I did take with me, just like I said, some of the the cultural norms of what it means to be an Asian family and the stressors that go into it as well. Mm. And so, yeah. Yeah. Now, so your, your dad's actual, acu- I can't even say the word acupuncturist. There That's it right. is. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and you guys were in the Bay area, correct? Uh, for most of our time. Okay. Yeah, we were in Seattle for seven years. Oh, okay. Yeah. And somehow you ended up in Dallas. Yeah. As a pastor. Mm. How, 
Mm. How does that work? <laughs> it's all God's leading. <laughs> I know for that. Sure. For sure. It had to be. Right? Yeah. Like, it, it yeah. had to be. There's no obvious I love, <laughs> I love the promised land of Cali uh, yeah. to come to Texas. To Texas. What? You left the promised land of yeah. Cali? Look, Silicon Valley. All right, all right. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll it's a good you, spot. I'll, I'll, like, let, uh, I'll let you have promised land. Now, I, was look, you, to, hey, I was about to challenge. Why are you challenging? No you reason. are uh, uh, currently, you are in Oakland. Raiders fan. Oh, Oaktown. So yeah, but you it's got not, it's not about California. Though. I know, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you can't be. I mean, both worlds here. You're like uh, Cali, blah blah blah. But then you got a team. I know they're gonna be Las Bo Vegas. Bo Jackson's the point. best thing that ever happened. Oh to California. gosh, we like do not. Bo Jackson's best thing ever happened. Okay, okay, that was my mistake. You started listeners. it. I did. Started I did it. start it. That was my fault. I finished. It. I take. I take full that? responsibility for that tangent. Yeah. So yeah. you. But how did it happen? How'd you? Yeah. How'd you? How'd you end up here in Texas? Uh, through a lot of prayer, uh, through the support of my wife as well. Um, yeah. So uh, there was only one seminary that I felt God would um, would allow me to kind of grow and flourish the most, and that was Dallas Seminary. It was only one it would sign off on? He's like, look, there's only one that is any good. <laughs> and and I'm not even like saying that because I didn't go to Dallas. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. so you're sure. unqualified, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> I guess not. God did not uh, sign off on my uh, my theology. Uh, <laughs> I guess Fuller doesn't have anything to do with no, that. No, so. absolutely not. <laughs> Who? Yeah. No, anyway, so you came to DTS yeah. in Dallas. Or yeah. Dallas that was, Theological. Yeah. That was uh, almost uh, 22 years ago. Oh, my so, goodness. Yeah. And so uh, now, Dallas Theological. So in the, one of the, the the church that I'm connected to, a lot of the folks come out of Dallas Theological, and they start these, in some ways, these Bible fellowship churches. But mm-hmm. you've got a particular church that has a very interesting name. Oh, really? Baptist? I, I, well, no. <laughs> so two two yes, markets. Yes, the Baptist. <laughs> the Baptist is the interesting part. Okay. But it's it's really the pieces before you get <laughs> no, to man. the Baptist. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's... I don't it, understand look, what you're talking about. Being like, it's regular. What are you talking about? It's a it's regular nothing, name. It's nothing interesting about it is what he's saying. And in the context of the conversation that we have around breaking <laughs> down the racial barriers, churches That's coming cool. together, all those kinds of things... Uh, you have a church name that uh, is very fun to, to fun to say sometimes. <laughs> fun to say. Why are you in laughing, the conversation? <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I know it's just a funny. That, it's it's not genuine. See, so now we don't know what to think. I know. Right? <laughs> Everybody's everyone's like, I don't waiting. know. Everyone's I don't know waiting. What is the name of this? I know. Church? Everyone's waiting with bated breath. That's what right. What is That's this right. amazing, unique name? No, it's, it's, be uh, it's only really unique to me. So, but <laughs> tell, tell us, tell us, <laughs> what is. What is the name, uh, what church do you get to serve at these days? Yes, I am blessed to serve at Asian American Baptist Church. Right. Can I share a quick story? Uh, n- absolutely. Not. Because I'm, oh, going, off, go ahead, go ahead. I'm no, going off I'm script, which is so unlike me. <laughs> hey, man, right? get, get comfortable. Get, is there a script? I didn't know there was a script. Take your shoes off, too, and That's just right. enjoy yourself. Actually, I, I, I should. <laughs> keep, keep your is shoes off. Is that a racist? I was about to oh, say. I just realized. <laughs> Dude, oh am I the gray area? Oh, oh my God. That was, that was unintentional hey, racism. Hey, actually, that was in black community, when you come into the house, they make you take the shoes off as well. It's all for different reasons, though. It don't matter. I didn't give a reason. I just said take your shoes off. Uh, Make it sound like slippers for me. Oh, my gosh. This is, we this are is doing a, this podcast on the floor right that's now. That's right. That's, this, is, this is some of the scary parts of being a part of our, a part of our group is that these are the, these are the things that come out just oh, by man. accident. You know what? I'm we not going to say anything else. Yes. I'm just going to retreat no. into my racist hole. That's right. <laughs> we love each other so much. We can, that's we can, right. We can correct each I other. I love that you good. called him out of that because I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh, he needs to get called out. It took out. me a second, too. <laughs> That's okay. I responded, and I feel like I've defended my honor. Good, good. All right. Okay. So, so <laughs> you tell your off story. script, my story. So, yes, one of my favorite ecosystems is uh, the car wash because I'm a clean freak. Wait, so, wait. You called an a car wash an ecosystem? Yeah, man. I'm thinking like ecosystems, like you know, the southwestern, you know, desert, <laughs> like a desert. You know what I mean? Mm. Mountainous areas. And you call mm. <laughs> you Where call, things live upon it. Well, but I guess if you think about a car wash with all of that water and mold, I guess there's a mm, lot of stuff just, living in there. There's a lot of things so, that live no, okay. yeah. Ecosystem. So living things. Okay. Yeah. Ecosystem. Yeah. Go for it. Enjoy yes. yourself. I mean, Ecosystem I mean, is mean, basically wherever God places us, right? So okay. <laughs> a parable of the Good Samaritan, right? Okay. Fair so enough. you walk along, you see someone in, in need. That's your uh, specific ecosystem at that time. Okay. So you... 
you talk, you engage, you help out in any way possible. So, okay. So that's one of my many ecosystems. It's one of my favorite because I'm a clean freak. Oh, yeah. So anyways, the whole story uh, actually has to do with uh, I'm talking with one of the employees there because I like him. I know his name and I'm getting to know him. And long story short is I invited him to our church <clears throat> and gave him my business card. And the business card, I always do this, right? Yeah. Our, the business card has the name of our church, which Asian is that very unique American thing. Baptist Church, or yes. ABC for short. That's right. And so I, I hand him my card and say, "Hey, I would love for you and your fiance to come and worship with us." And he and I quickly also say this caveat: don't let the name scare you, right? And okay. so I hand him the card. He looks at it and said. Hey, I've been to a Baptist church before. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> and this and this this brother, he's white. And nice. so I was like, what? Nice. It just took me back. I was like, this is fun. Right? It's, like, like, it's okay. The, the, go, I know some Baptists. Baptists. <laughs> I know. I was like, Baptists are cool. <laughs> he saw common instead of different. I, I like that. I, you so, know, I like, I'm yeah. encouraged that his fear was not of the Asian Americans. Yeah. Right? yeah. But you guys are the model minority, right? So I guess. Uh-oh. Are we oh, still cashing you, out? Uh, I am. <laughs> I am. I was looking at him. Word. I was looking at him. I was triggering him. I was I like, know. Oh, he's, he's triggering oh, yeah. right now. Because Marcus knew that. We did a reconcile event, and we said that. And, and I think Ben said, hey, we hate being called the model <laughs> minority. Because we are so perfect, right? That's right. So Nobody's, there's the no issue about there's you. No yeah. stressors, no. There's no stressors. There's no fallacies. <laughs> There's no exemptions. Yeah. So th- no yeah. nuance at all. No, no, I mean, it's all no implied um, path of least resistance. resistance yes. Right. Oh, none of that. Yeah. Nice. Just, like, it's almost you just might as well just call it privilege. <laughs> the privilege minority. Have, actually, <laughs> Antoine. Hey, listen, brother. We we actually do have Asian privilege too. So, hey, oh, oh, always. How is that? Every, right, so, what so, is that? What's everybody's that? got a privilege. So, anyway, that's, that's, that's what I'm going. On. We do have privileges as well. So uh, that uh, okay. Yeah, but. Uh, yeah, you want me to talk about model minority? No, <laughs> I still want to hear about the Asian American Baptist Church. We'll okay. get to model minority here pretty sure. soon. I'm sure. So, what, what do you want? To, All right. Know. So, how so how did that how did your your church get started and why did it choose that name? Yeah. So the church started 27 years ago. So it was before my time, and I, I love the vision uh, that the pastor had for it because there was a growing population of Asian Americans here that weren't first generations anymore. You know, they were, they came here to the States and now they have children uh, here in the States. And so now they're second and third generations. And so, um, you know, what we'll talk about certainly later is this aspect of when they grow up and they are introduced to a church for the first time, or they grow up in the church, uh, sometimes there's tension where there's starting to be disconnect mm. behind um, the way the kind of ethnic, uh, sorry, not ethnic, but the first generation immigrants, yeah. how they operate. And so this how church that you're talking about is they grew up in a in a almost ethnic immigrant yeah. church. Yeah. And so as they're growing up there as a second generation, they start to... They realize there's starting to be some dissonance and some disconnect. Uh, yeah. And it goes well beyond just language. Obviously, yeah, obviously sure. language is pretty key. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. But not having translation is, is you know, some is a kind of a blessing at times where you don't have to have services that are twice as long. Uh-huh. Um, but just, just in terms of how they relate to each other, there's mm. differences. And so <laughs> sometimes uh, it's just... Um, it's it's kind of hard to find true community in a two congregation type of church. Interesting. And so basically ABC started, uh, like I said, about 27 years ago because there's a vision to really capture the Asian American um, demographic for Jesus Christ, yeah. uh, which is definitely needed yeah. uh, because we don't want people to leave church altogether, mm. right? Uh, leave the ethnic church. And so we want people to be able to have a space where they can worship together and continue to do life together. So uh, that's so how our church started. Twenty seven years. Does it does it work that mm-hmm. way? You just talking about the generations. So I'd imagine that the further you get from the traditional, I guess that what you would say is that first generation, uh, highly traditional. And correct me if I'm wrong on this, but it feels like that first generation has a lot of cultural tradition with it. Yeah. The more gener- the, the later generations become more assimilated, distance themselves from those traditions, and then there's a disconnect inside of the community is that what kind of happens yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it becomes sometimes um v- literally two separate churches in under one name or sharing the same campus uh and again when it comes to leadership 
in staff wise, it can get kind of dicey at times. Um, when it comes to voting procedures, oh, sometimes yeah. it's all based upon who mm. has a greater number of members in, a, you know, a Chinese speaking congregation and English, right? And so there's so much to unpack mm. here. So I don't know if we have that much time to, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of tension too because. Um, Usually ethnic churches are started because of the language, yeah. the culture. So as the kids grow up, um, they literally are kids, right? They're yeah. adolescents, they're minors. So as they grow up, they're still trying to operate as adults in America, but they perceive by the older generation as kids still, right? Oh. Because Asian culture is strongly, strongly tied to So you mean when they grow up, when they and lineage, and yeah. lineage. So yeah, pecking yeah. order makes a huge difference, mm, right? Yeah. So, um, so you always kind of have to kind of submit, submit to the older to the generation. Older. Uh-huh. Yeah. So and you're always a kid. You're always a kid. And where the strange thing happens is that even as an ethnic church kind of grows up, you might actually have a 50 year old English congregation guy, but still having issues with a 25 year old. You know, uh, immigrant, uh, someone who just came over from the uh, from their country, uh-huh. and they they won't be see, able to see eye to eye, right, mm-hmm. and not being treated as an equal. So interesting. Yeah. Okay, so so you got now a church that at least for the last twenty years has been trying to kind of sop up, if you will, those folks who have maybe become uh, disenchanted with their original uh, ethnic immigrant con- congregation. Um. At your church, then, because I've hung out with your your folks, you know what I mean. It was, it's been a great time to kind of just be with them and to learn stuff I'd never even learned. And one of the things that uh, you know, again, it, it, growing up in the United States, you do get sort of kind of taught to think of people as these monoliths, right? Like, so when you say Asians, like you just you just kind of lump it all in one big group, yeah. Uh, and yet, when I'm hanging out with your folks, it's like there are all these different ethnic groups that are represented there. Yeah. Right. So tell me a little bit about like what other different ethnic groups are, or or how is, how is Asian, if you will, broken down into smaller ethnic groups at your church and how are their relationships with each other? Yeah. So you're kind of asking about the demographic, right? So Uh certainly we have mostly pan Asian, P-A-N, pan Asians uh, that come. And so we're talking about uh, Chinese, uh, but, Again, thank you for that segue. The whole thing is that if you're not familiar with it, uh, Chinese come from different countries as well. And so it makes a difference if you're from mainland China, if you're from Taiwan, if you're from Hong Kong. And there's great antipathy, as we're even seeing right now with HK and and China, uh, not just because of the philosophical, moral government stance. But uh, I just know that um, even Chinese, they have certain affinities towards their particular country or mm. even uh, towards a uh, particular dialect. Yeah. So that's, we can talk a little bit more about that later, but again, just finishing out the whole demographic, but we do have people from uh, the Philippines and from Japan and from Singapore, from Malaysia, uh, Vietnam, Cambodia. And so, so it, it's great because um, these are countries, as you all know, historically have fought against each other, right. have done atrocities right. towards yeah. each other. And so, again, the old school will say, hey, why are you dating that person or why, seeing, you know, why is that person your friend? Yeah. And, uh, and so some, sometimes those, um, those uh, carryovers uh, from the past and the history and the wars and the tribalism continues even stateside yeah. uh, as you how you perceive your neighbor. Right. Uh, when you find out your next door neighbor is someone from the mainland or from Taiwan, and that's not where you're from, even though you're ethnically Chinese. Uh-huh. Sometimes I've heard actually testimonies of people say, I don't want to hang out with that person. I wish an quote unquote, an American lived next to me. Why wow. is that Chinese person from that country living next to me? Mm, that is so, wow. so interesting. I imagine, you know, again, it's <clears> like, <throat> I remember just kind of coming into this thought process. And I imagine that many of the folks listening, uh, again, kind of have that same idea of this, again, this monolith thought process. And what you're, as you're talking about it, and as I've experienced, is, okay, you've got now, okay, these folks have come out of these ethnic immigrant churches, and so there's 1.5, or call them second generation even, mm-hmm. and they still have these, in some ways, these still these ethnic connections, though, to, hey, I, I, I'm still Korean, right? I'm still uh, Filipino, right? And and now they're, I would imagine then, at now this next level of the kids, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm thinking about your uh-huh. kids. Uh-huh. 
like they're not if they're growing up at Asian American Baptist Church, they're seeing all the nuance of of the nations that are represented, but they're intermingling amongst each other now. Yeah. And you have people who are like, uh, I don't know if I want my Chinese daughter hanging out with that you yeah. know, Vietnamese kid Other over there. Chinese, but yeah. we're all in the same church. And, and yeah. so how do they how? So you've got two kids. Yes. Uh, both are at UT. Yes. Now. Yeah. How do they maneuver through that conversation uh, in, in ways that are maybe even different than the way you've had to think about it from a, as a as a one point five or second generation? Yeah, well, I mean, again, we can. I can only speak from my personal yeah, sure. and family perspectives, yeah. and so, um, you know, the decisions that we allow them to make, or even that we made for them, for example, bringing them to a private Christian school, mm-hmm. which doesn't have a lot of diversity at that time period, yeah. has of course shaped and influenced the way they see friendships and how they see themselves and so forth. So, again, this is very specific just to my case. I can't speak generally right. at all, but uh, I love the way that. Um, our kids, both our kids, are very fluid uh-huh. in the way that they can move in Asian spaces because they are Asian. Right. Um, I'm Chinese. My wife is Filipino, and so the running joke is that we have Chilipinos. Chilipinos. Right. Chilipinos. <laughs> and so even they're navigating that Chinese and Filipino culture. Yeah. There's a lot of similarities, but there's also differences. Big one, huge one. Filipinos can dance. Oh. <laughs> Okay, so that's pretty serious. Speaking I, I just want to highlight that. Yeah. Okay. Because I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I'm speaking authoritatively yeah, on that. That's right. Say. All of them can. All, yes, it's, everyone it's, can it's, sing. Yeah. Everyone can dance. Yeah. Everyone's like Bruno Mars. Okay? Oh, is that you know it? Yeah, so. Is Bruno Mars Filipino? Oh, my gosh. Really? Oh. <laughs> Let's keep going. All right. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Is there a cultural appropriation? Did y'all, I was did y'all hear that? That was Ben leaving uh, the studio. <laughs> and picking up my my shoes from the floor. Oh, he's out. bringing it all back around. Uh, no, I'm messing with you. Um, That's hilarious. So, what, what point are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I was curious, like, even, like, how they oh, maneuver yeah. then through. Talking about your kids. Yeah, the kids, how they maneuver through oh, yeah, even yeah. the other, the other uh, Chinese, uh, or, or excuse me, Asian demographics. At your church, like, yeah, do so, they do they carry any of that? Do the do the parents? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't even know if the right question is on that, but yeah. I just know that if you're if you got folks who are coming from uh, very strong ethnicities, even intermingling among other nations in which they've had enmity with, in a singular space, there's they've got to be thinking about their kids and kind of going. Do yeah, I do they my... do, do they carry that animosity toward no, different groups? No, because it, it's passed. It's actually passed down from the parents, right? Okay. So since yeah. we don't pass that thing down. We celebrate the things that we have in common yeah. as Asians, yeah. I mean, yeah. like pan-Asian culture. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll, let's list out some very quickly, right? Um, I mentioned before strong, strong family ties, right? Yeah. So from the young to the old, everyone needs to be in the same room. Everyone needs to respect the elders, right? Which is a good thing, Yeah, that's right? Good, yeah. Um, respect the elders. Um, there are uh, things like um, <laughs> food, of course, right, uh, that we celebrate around the table. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously aspects of just, you know, uh, making sure that you work hard and, and you do your very best with the resources that you've given to you. Uh, given to you. So those are great things, right? Um, they're not obviously uh, gospel-based things, but mm-hmm. they're just good things that, that, that can be celebrated and can bring people together. So does so the, they, yeah, go ahead. Does the, does the generation, is there, is there, does the elder generation look distastefully at that? At the, Are you at talking the, about an Asian American church now? Yeah. No, actually, I, I certainly don't see it in our church. Okay, yeah. yeah. Right, because, yeah, there's not like, a lot. As the walls start to break down between this group and that group that had enmity before, and they're like, hey, why do you? Why is my kid having friends with this? And, the, and, the, and that generation's like, no, it's just Jack or John or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, does, the, the elder generation, they, no. don't, they don't push I back. Think, I so think, that concept. Yeah, is, I'm not sure yeah. if, uh, this is a good thought question. I haven't really thought about it in terms of, does the term Asian American church yeah. actually bring like-minded individuals already yeah, yeah, or does yeah. it transform from yeah, within? Yeah. I, I'm not really sure. Mm. That's a great you know question to, to think through, but I can just tell um, by God's grace, our church isn't like that. So there is a, we, we, we uh, celebrate and retain some of the vestiges that uh-huh. uh, everyone appreciates, the close family knit, the respecting of elders, the loving on the kids, food, all that kind of stuff. Um, so th- those are things that's great uh, to celebrate, and the whole thing is how do we continue to uh, build greater unity that's just not socially or culturally 
based, mm-hmm. but is based and united and anchored in Christ. Right. Right. So, let me can I ask you another question. So, <clears throat> is does the church have strategic plans to deal with those differences that they know that are in the church, or they like? And the fact that there you've got different different uh, demographics from different mm-hmm. parts of Asia that have with them traditions and ideas about the other people groups um, in your church's strategies and discipleship programs. Is there a specific targeted teaching around deconstructing some of those negative ideologies or do you just go at Bible teaching in a normal sort of well, we don't go about uh, trying to deconstruct negative theologies. What we do try to do is positively to celebrate everyone's unique story, uh, which uh, oftentimes doesn't include our immigrant story. And so mm-hmm. uh, in our messages, um, oftentimes I would bring up some people to share about their stories. Right. Um, uh, in some, uh, I don't want to get into, uh, I don't know how to term it, in, in our special um, Sunday school gatherings where we cancel all the classes and actually have you know one corporate gathering yeah. uh-huh. we'd also give space for people to share their unique stories that's what i was trying to get at yeah um and so we try to celebrate that to say wow i didn't know that she had that struggle that she came over you know from cambodia you know it's kind of uh, like a testimony time yeah so yeah. we get to celebrate that i didn't know that and uh you know because she looks so you know um it's joyful mm-hmm. right and yeah. mm-hmm. uh but she does hear that some of the atrocities that they went through some of the hardships that um you know that some parents had to go through to bring their kids over we want to celebrate that mm. right and so and you not, celebrate not be, that by allowing them to express their own story and then yeah. everyone together yeah uh Learn from learning it. from celebrate, celebrate mourn with yeah. How, you know. how do you walk them into that? Like, is it a hey, we're coming together and we want you to tell stories from the past? Like, how do you how do you elicit those kinds of stories without asking very specifically? Because I'm just thinking if we if I if I brought a church together, and we're like, hey, we're just going to get together, and we're going to share testimony. People are going to talk about kind of what's going on today and here's yeah. these things, yeah. as opposed to maybe some of that historical. Hey, I came over from Cambodia and this is what I'm dealing with. Do you ask specific questions we that do at that? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So obviously it usually comes through just personal interaction as you get to know and love on your congregation and, and they love on, on you and, and I. Uh, hopefully we'll, we are able to share about all the facets of our lives, right? Not just our work life or our kids and, and all those ministry stuff, but say, hey, how did you get here and what did you struggle with? And um, what was it like growing up in your home environment? And so, so a lot of these testimonies that we're able to, um, to bring up in front on stage, quote, uh, so to speak, it's, it's through that personal interactions with them and talking and praying with them. So are you okay? Cause you know, to, to share this because you have a phenomenal story where mm. Christ is elevated and exalted. So can you share your story? And so we make space for them to share their unique stories. It's very interesting. So one of the Sunday school classes, time frames is just, you, you cancel that and you say, we're all going to come together as yeah, a, yeah. as kind of as a family would, yeah. you know, similar sounds like, and we're just going to talk. We're going to talk about what, what we're all going through and thinking through yeah. and working with. And I think that's awesome. I think that's an interesting model to, to carry over into a into a general multi-ethnic church paradigm. Yeah. And that's and that's what I was thinking about. Like, I'm thinking about it in, in other <laughs> uh, relatively homogenous churches. The, the question of how did you get here wouldn't wouldn't surface right Mm. like so Mm. and and i and you know we were joking kind of tongue-in-cheek about it but i know that that's a question that people feel really uh they 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 feel really hesitate hesitant to ask people Mm -hmm. right like if if i if if i have no relationship with you um i'm not gonna ask you that question because i've been told that's offensive to ask uh people where do they come from right um and yet, because you have this space that's created specifically around people who have a history uh, of immigration, that that's that is almost like a, a non-negotiable part of the story that you you almost have to ask to really fully understand who they are. Uh, and so, it, it would be you you have to ask that question. I would imagine is that what you're saying? Or well, certainly as uh, people as followers of Christ who really want to understand and love your neighbor more, yeah. we should. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just being real. We don't. It's not a default question to even ask, though. Right. Right. Exactly. And so that's why it's, it's really important for us to be courageous, even in an Asian American space, to say, mm. "All right, bro, sister, what's going on? How did you get here to be where you are?" 
right? I love it. I, mean, I love that. I love that your church is is a microcosm of what multi ethnic churches could kind of you know begin to look like. It feels like y'all are in some ways a step or two ahead of pastors and churches who are trying pastors of churches who are trying to be multi ethnic and unaware of some of the issues because some of the, the biases and the, the cultural narratives um, sound obviously super familiar to the black and white and Hispanic and white and all of it, you know, all of them under one roof mm-hmm. and, and having the same sense of way. I don't know if I want my, my kid marrying or being friends with right. this Asian person or this Hispanic yeah. person or this black person. So a lot of those same human, human issues you guys are seeing, um, I think, I think there's a lot we could learn from. And, and it seems like it's a chosen, a chosen solidarity at the same time, right? You mentioned it earlier. You were like, does, does having the name Asian American Baptist Church, does it, does it invite people who are okay with coming, coming under that solidarity of being uh, known as mm-hmm. generally Asian or do they transform as they come, right, as they are part of that? Because mm-hmm. again, we're, where we live, right, there's, there's churches, they can go find a Korean church, they can find a Chinese church, they can find churches of the very specific nationalities that they come from, but they choose to come to an Asian yeah. American uh, and when they're there, and I've always loved it because you know we we again we tongue in cheek about you know the name of your church, and, and I always <laughs> and I remember when when Ben first got he's like is is it okay that uh, we're in this race and racial reconciliation <laughs> conversation we're talking about breaking down the walls and I've got a church that's literally saying only Asian Americans can come in here, right? And people and you you know and you you feel that when you give the business card out, right? You're like okay, don't be afraid, like we like other people in here other than Asian yeah. American, but under that under that 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 big umbrella of description and generality of 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 people from that part of the world yeah like asia is a continent you know i like i, I know one like, of the largest continents and we're and we're and not we're, even, and we have one idea of what an asian absolutely. is <laughs> and, and even continent. in the in the context of what we're talking about here with 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 ben and the countries he's mentioned it's just a it's a it's a part of the asian continent yeah right? it's not even right because again like there's, yeah, there's people in India it. going, I'm Asian too, yeah. right? Like so, yeah. that whole like that just thought is so interesting. So do you, so or so here's the question: When so Asian American Baptist Church? Yes. Do you have people from from India and Nepal that are there as well? Yeah, that, that consider themselves that. Yeah. yeah, we did. We had a couple. Oh, <laughs> you kicked <laughs> so them out. They looked around tense. and like, oh, not this part of Asia. Sadly, <laughs> sadly they moved away. We've been we so we really uh, appreciate um, the perspectives and the lives that they bring to us. So we we definitely want um, more diversity, not just from an Asian Asian standpoint, right? But really everyone. So so how do you again? This is the question. You've got the name, yeah. the rub. How do you get well? What other diversity, if you will, do you have other than those who would be considered by the American uh, Census Bureau of Asian American? <laughs> like what other what other folks come come through your your church? Yeah, so we do have Caucasians and we have African Americans as well. So they are a blessing. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. You needed to say that uh, with us sitting here. I understand. He said he said it quick too. He's like, we have African Americans no, and they man, are a blessing. He's just they gracious. Are. Everyone, I'm just yeah, like. <laughs> I'm just gonna give it that Ben's a good guy. And he is a good guy. Thank you for that assumption. Yeah. <laughs> so my assumption, if I get a card from you, yeah. even though you're speaking to me in English at the car wash, you know, whatever, yeah. I would assume, yeah, I would assume that I'll be walking into a language barrier, yeah, immediately, and that the reason I can't come is not because I don't like that that culture of people. I don't know if I like them or not. I just don't know if I'm gonna be able to talk to anybody. You know, that would that would yeah, be my yeah. that would be my thought. That question does come up oftentimes. Oh, how many languages do you have? We just use English. Mm. Yeah. So because um, still people when think of Asian, it's right? Like, oh, there's got to be multiple uh, languages that are being used. Like, no, yeah, we're that, just that, all, that we're would just be all English. Well, so, I think a... that's what Asian does. I think you know because if I, if someone were to say his, you know. Um, Mexican American church. Yeah, you know, I would assume that they're not speaking English. That they're yeah. speaking yeah. that, that some can... language is, is yeah. tying them to 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 being together. Well, I would I would even go up even a little further on the the um, disconnect. I think with the Asian cultures, I think, and and I'm going to say this because I know people think about it. Right, they would not. They would be. They they wouldn't even. I don't think they would even have. Many people would even have the the cultural understanding to even think that there would be multiple languages there. 
Right. I think they would go, they're going to speak Asian there. What? Yes. What? I, yes. I, I agree. And and that's, again, that's a place where I, I, I find people talking <laughs> again, about it. A continent. A continent. Yeah, they're <laughs> so going. you got Japanese. Exactly. You got, but, you all these different but again, because of the Filipino. lack of relationship, mm. uh, the lack of even um, representation in lots of places. Yeah. I think I think Asians get generalized into this space. I mean, we're we're finally getting to the point where we're, we're at least calling it Asian and not the O word, if you will. Oh yes, yes. Can, can I say it so people know what not to say? Because I'm tired of correcting people. Yeah, go ahead and say. Oh, wait, yes. Do I or do you want to? No, go ahead, Marcus. I want you to do it because I don't want anybody mailing me. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm tired of correcting people. What what do sometimes people uh, call? that part of the world that maybe is not a correct uh, verbiage to use. Oh, you mean, oh, awesome? Oh, oh, awesome. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> well, that's a surprise. That's what you meant, right? Yes, that's that was, that was the word. second word. Yes, no, absolutely. No, the word is oriental mm-hmm. or orientals. Well, what is that? Yeah. So why, 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 why not? <laughs> I was going to say Mickey Rooney in that Christmas movie really is the reason why. Oh, is it Mickey Rooney? Oh. Which one? Mickey Rooney? Yeah. Is, it, which, uh, is, that, is that Breakfast at Tiffany's? You think? Oh, it's alright. Oh, sorry, it's yeah, Breakfast, Breakfast at Tiffany's. Tiffany's. Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yes. Yes. yes, that's why. Do I need to say more? Oh, Watch yes. the YouTube clip. So no, it's yeah, it was bad. If you have not seen that, yes, go and watch it. It was bad. It was pretty bad. It almost takes me back to that Disney episode uh, that we did yeah. on how Disney. It always used takes to me to Dragon the Bruce. Lee yeah, story. the Bruce Lee story. Yeah, because I I think they they show they that show clip. the whole clip. That's right. Yeah, because totally it's an interracial do. date. Yes, they're watching it in that movie. That's and, right. And Bruce Lee is like, is this funny? Yeah. Or? So if you are using <laughs> Oriental to describe that group of people, that is the incorrect terminology to use and even as we've now moved into asian as a descriptor yeah i think there's still still, still so much more nuance and beauty in the midst of that that we need to expose and that's kind of what you're talking about is again i don't think people would even recognize there may be multiple languages even though obviously english is the language or even multiple uh nations uh represented yeah there. i think mm-hmm. i would have a year or two ago i think i would have assumed chinese Mm-hmm. I would have assumed that, mm-hmm. and even that's then, a Chinese language-wise, still. Chinese. There's right? multiple. Dialects. It's multiple dialects, yeah, right? Yeah. This is what you were talking about, which is something again several years ago. Just being able to go, oh, uh, Chinese has all these dialects. Mandarin is is I don't know is that predominant, the, the yeah. predominant one, uh, which it's very difficult. <laughs> At least when <laughs> I've seen it, and my brother uh, took uh, Mandarin Chinese as a minor in, in wow. college, and uh, and he's he's like, I can't, I can't even do it. Like I haven't done it in forever, and it's gone. So. And uh, so, what is your dialect that you uh, that you Cantonese? Cantonese, yeah. okay. And uh, and do you get to use that quite a bit? No, no, not a lot. Now you were showing Just it restaurants. off. You were showing it off when you took me to that restaurant. You were like, "Hey, come to this restaurant with me." And Ben was like, "He's giving them all the stuff," and I was like, "Oh, okay." Okay. Get it, man. <laughs> I was mainly pointing. <laughs> That's okay. I want that one. You think I actually yeah. know the vocabulary? Well, you fooled me. You fooled me. That like, one in Chinese. They, 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 they weren't fooled. They're like, what is this dude talking about? I guess he wants that one. Yeah, but he's like, we can't make him look bad because he's got a guest in here. So let's just let's just pretend like we know what he's talking about. Sure, sure. Yeah, we got. I don't know this guy. What is he talking about? So you got different folks of different, obviously. Uh, races coming in. How then does the and I'll use the broad the broad swipe the the Asian American community? Mm-hmm. How do they play into this conversation of racial reconciliation? Do they contribute? How do they how do they maneuver in that? Or yeah. Do, uh, so I, the one word that comes to mind is that it's difficult. It's difficult because we're humans, um, so yeah. we tend to be very insular. Um, and kind of keep to ourselves. I mean, that is kind of one of the idiosyncrasies of Asian Americans. We like to kind of keep uh, keep on under the radar, hmm. uh, keep our head down low, just work hard. Sure. Right. I mean, that's a. I'm sure that's a pretty common stereotype. And so, when it comes to all these world problems and strife and suffering, hey, keep your head down low, just work hard, take care, of, take care of what's in front of you, mm-hmm. right? Your success matters most. Don't don't care about your neighbor. Again, I'm overgeneralizing, so I apologize yeah, for I my it. Asian friends, right? But I'm just trying to just just kind of say some you know things just to kind of get the, the general cultural going. vibe, general so. cultural vibe, and even yeah. causes to you know pause and think and so yeah. forth. So, so again, uh, because we're so uh, insular and dare I say 
Um, I'm going to say a very provocative word here uh, that I think Asians actually are the most racist people mm. uh, because of the fact, again, please um, pause here and you know, don't, <laughs> They've don't, heard much worse don't, on the show. Don't email <laughs> Antoine and Marcus here. Uh, but you because... can email us. I'll just forward that right on. <laughs> <home. laughs> no, I'm going to block you guys. I'm going to block you guys from my, from my contact list. Because we are just so focused on ourselves, I mentioned already uh, Chinese from mainland and Hong Kong and in Taiwan, we don't even get along. Mm-hmm. So do you know what I'm saying? So you guys think that all, like we're all saying again, you think Asian is just one big bucket of people. Yeah. We are incredibly diverse. And honestly, we don't even like each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Even if you're ethnically Chinese, yeah. you could actually don't like each other. So guess what? If we don't even like ourselves as mm-hmm. a Chinese multifaceted diverse group, yeah. when it comes to the race discussion and racial reconciliation, it's like, you guys have at it. And, mm. and honestly, too, I can just speak personally, too. When it comes to racial reconciliation, for many, many years, I just thought, hey, it's a black and white problem. Yeah. You guys deal with it. Um, you know, we've been discriminated. We've been uh, tortured and targeted yeah. before. Not like not like y'all, but we've been hurt, too. Yeah. So we're going to stay on this side. We're going to keep our heads low. You all, you got to just work it out. Just let us know when it's over. Right. Yeah. And so, again, that's not a Christian response. Mm. And so the whole idea for me is that I really and now led uh, after a time of confession, um, uh, 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 as well as uh, I better finish this out. After a time of confession with a July 2016, Mm -hmm. um, the Dallas shootings, right? right? Shootings of five police officers by uh, an African-American male uh, during a Black Lives rally. And and the thing I praise God for is. Black Lives Matter rally. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. I needed the explanatory context. comma. Sorry. Yes, that was good. <laughs> that was much needed. I've already had relationships with Antoine and Marcus and many other uh, you know, brothers and sisters that threaded, which I praise God for. But I told them before, and I'll tell you, you know, uh, the, the listeners, listeners. listeners here on this podcast, when I was watching um, what was taking place in July of 2016, my heart wasn't moved. But I knew immediately, I was like, Oh yeah, Marcus must be up in arms. I know this person, you know, is probably crying, or this one is is you know that they're re- reacting viscerally mm. to what's taking place. And I was like, why am I not moved? Mm. I know these brothers, I know these sisters, right? And um, and I have relationships with them, and I realized I had to actually confess personally yeah. that I, even though I didn't explicitly say that it's a black and white problem, yeah. I realized uh, then at that night. I need to confess that I'm actually am part of the the race problem hmm. that I'm discriminatory, I'm prejudicial, right, towards other people yeah. in yeah. Asian Asian groupings as well as even to uh, non Asians and so forth. Yeah. And so I have to be, I am needed to be part of not only the discussion but part of the solution, hmm. right? And so, right. so the amazing thing, just to finish out this story, yeah. um, God has. Like uh, graced us with two African American brothers in our church. One person has been coming like three months prior to July. Uh, another person has been coming um, a year. July 2016. Yeah, July yeah. 2016. Mm-hmm. Another brother has been coming a year prior. So I would meet up with them, have great spiritual conversations. I mean, we talk about serious spiritual stuff, right? Yeah. Relationships and stuff like that. But I never once asked them, "Hey, brother, what's it like being African American living mm-hmm. here in the Dallas Richardson area?" Hmm. And all the shootings, what do you feel about that? I never bothered. Mm. It never even showed up on my radar because I was like, hey, I'm talking about the core issues, yeah, yeah. right? If I stick to Christ it's and how you walk with Christ, but hey, I, I know you're struggling with this, but I'm not going to touch that. I It was it was a, um, a tremendous loss on my part that I didn't capitalize it until that shooting. And so I asked these two brothers, hey, can I meet up with you guys for breakfast and talk over this? And uh, they did, and we'd had a really long conversation, but I got to hear the testimonies and, mm-hmm. and struggles and hardships. Like, seriously, this is happening in 2016? Mm. It's actually happening in Richardson? Really? Mm. I thought it was like in Detroit and Chicago, and, mm-hmm. but not Richardson. Yeah, Richardson yeah. is a sleepy suburb, right? Right, right. Kind of thing, a pass-through right? suburb of a Dallas suburb. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, why, why is there issues here? And so long story short, I, I realized I had to change my sermon um, on the following sun, uh, the next day. Yeah. And I preached a really short uh, sermon on Ephesians about breaking down uh, the dividing wall, hostility. Then I asked yeah. these two brothers to come up yeah. and share their testimonies. And it was tremendously amazing um, because they were able to finally share their stories 
that matter to them, but we didn't realize it was important to them, mm. yeah. right? And so they shared, and you could actually hear people crying. Mm. Um, the youth were paying attention, sure. which is uh, a miracle <laughs> it's, it's in itself. A miracle. <laughs> he says, so, so, I saw it. the white of the eyes of the youth. <laughs> yeah, they were, not on, they were not on their phones, right? <laughs> yes. No, but seriously, the spirit was absolutely moving. Yeah, that's right? great. And people came up in droves, like 20, 30 people came up afterwards wow. and said, Hey, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that you guys are going through this, mm. right? Um, I didn't realize you guys were educated, that you guys have multiple degrees, right? Because we look at say, hey, you don't dress like a lawyer. You actually have a JD, really, mm. right? And so we make snap judgments right. of each other all the time, mm. even in church. Yeah. Mm. And so these brothers were God's uh, tool of grace and mm. refinement for us. And for me personally, I just say, oh, man, I, I got to get into this, man. And, and I got to be part of this. I got to own it i got to lead confessionally which i did that sunday morning yeah actually that's the first thing i did in the sermon say hey you guys all saw all this news um i'm sure this, this all this news uh showing um what was taking place in dallas and downtown dallas and i wasn't moved until i realized that i had something to confess of my own that mm. i do discriminate mm. i do judge i do make snap judgments mm. and so mm. i love i love hearing that um testimony that giving people a voice um in the family for lack of a better term you know mm-hmm. uh was a part of the solution i guess or one of the steps it's definitely you know? a catalyst I yeah would say. maybe not a not the solution but no. but but it was um i love the inclusion of of that and the uh the way that the church even the way you just talked about that the way they responded um because at the end of the day, you have a family of believers at Asian American Baptist Church who has brothers who were mm-hmm. affected by that. Yeah, and yeah. To care for to weep with those who weep and celebrate with those who celebrate. Yeah. There's there's someone who's weeping. Yeah. Amongst us, you know, and to and to and to uh, allow that to be revealed in such a healthy kind of way to make an adjustment to your sermon in order to make it happen and then uh, and to give room for that. Um, it's awesome to hear that story. I, I love that. Yeah, and it, it it feels like there was a lot, there was a lot that you were practicing in some ways prior to that moment that allowed you to sort of um, react. Um, I, I want to say um, I want to say react correctly, right? But to, to react that way mm-hmm. again, confessionally, and part of it just goes into just the 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 normal fabric of how your church runs anyway right where you offer opportunity for people to speak from a um to speak testimonially if you will from even an ethnic place mm-hmm. right you recognize that there's something of value uh that i need to learn from you uh coming from your ethnic perspective and and you have already been in the practice of sort of sharing the burdens with people who are different than you, people who come from these ethnic backgrounds that are different than you. And so you've been in practice to that, just thinking about as, as you're uh, coming out of uh, being you know, Chinese, going, I'm already doing that with Vietnamese. I'm already doing that with Koreans. I'm already doing that with Cambodians. Like I'm already doing that regularly. And so ultimately, you're just, you're just adding another group to kind of open your eyes to engage and you had been practicing that just in being in relationship with us, right? right? And being a part of that. And and that's where I think you had to you had to you you had to now break out of that general American uh description about Asians as this monolith and start to think about it even beyond the monolith. Uh and <clears throat> and that's that's a beautiful thing, but you had a practice of doing that in a church that was prepared for that. It's one of the things I love, and again, we tongue in cheek about the, the name of the church, but so much of, of what's going on in that church, even though it has that, that name that on the, on the as an outsider you're going okay that church is just about whatever there's so much work being done in the midst of your diverse community uh of uh of of <laughs> i can only call them agents right like because that's <laughs> what we always do but in that diverse community that it's prepared you for these moments and so it's just a good thing for us to to think through like there's, there's just such value in it and and now allows you to see places in which you can play a part in mm-hmm. this full conversation. I know that in like a Collin County suburb, like testimonial time is a rare thing. Yeah, you know? hmm. and I know that in, in like like if you go to Sunday morning, like most of the time there's not testimony. If it is, it's something special. Maybe it's a Thanksgiving event or or you know something special. You know, it's it's 
it's a rarity that anyone uh, who's not on the program says anything. Um, I know that in a black church, it used to be when I was growing uh-huh. up, we used to have these little pockets of moments where we were just like, does anybody have something to share? Mm. You know, and it just, nobody knew what was about to be said. <laughs> and so sometimes somebody would get up, like stand up right from their seat and they would share whatever they're going through. And, um, and sometimes people would pop up and their testimony was a song. And so they would sing a song uh-huh. and we'd sing along with it. But anyway, I grew up with that and I don't see that anymore either. Mm. And I wonder if, um, if they're putting that back into the, what are, there's that. And there's a, a, the question, well, there's that, there's that point. And then a second point is, um, is that tied in any way to the familial tradition of, um, you know, you, you you mentioned more than once that family is important mm-hmm. and bringing everyone together was important. Just family, not church at all. Is that is this a is this a shadow of sort of the some of the Asian family culture blending into how church is done, you think? Or that's a great question. Um, I don't think so, um, because I think the willingness to make space for testimonies is uh, an intentional aspect of highlighting what God is doing in our midst. And so I don't think it's attached so it's a, to a, it's a, spiritual a cultural ministry. thing. Ministry. So I take it seriously as and intentionally as way. I just want to let people know God is at work and there are struggles, real struggles. So not only do we talk about ethnicities and right. immigration and refugees, but we talk depression. We talk about sure. finances. We talk sure. about um, relationships between marriages that aren't working out well. These are things, uh, to tie it back to your question, perhaps is it a cultural thing? Um, Most Asian churches do not like to air their laundry. Oh, that's right. You said they don't like to share testimonies. Is it the honor-shame culture? Totally, totally, right? It's like, hey, we got it together, right? And so you don't ever want to say, hey, man, I'm struggling with my wife. I'm struggling with my kids, and Mm. I don't know what to do. So it's a practice of crucifying self. Yeah, so I think it's – I I base it upon this little aspect of what is the gospel doing in my life, and I want to share it with others. I want people to realize – the rawness of some of the struggles that we face, but also the true hope and the healing that comes from it. Even if it's not a perfect Disney ending yet, we can still share the testimony that God is at work. This is where I'm still struggling. This is still where I'm um, doubting God, but I know his, his promise is there. His presence is there. Mm. So I'm struggling to fight it. Right. Mm. Well, it sounds like then the church is, is both uh, again, drawing people in um, that would be more, open to be a part of an Asian American church, but it also has a sense in which it's transforming those within um, who may be, again, coming from an, an ethnic cultural background that would not have that type of sharing and, and revealing. You're you're now training them to think and to practice that yeah. uh, in ways that are f- fresh and new. I would imagine someone who maybe just joins the church coming out of, say, uh, a, a Filipino church is like, okay, I'm going to come in. I'm a second generation. I'm a whatever. They would be almost taken aback a little bit by a testimony and share. They're like, what's yeah. this about? But but I would imagine it would be so freeing to kind of release yourself from having to be this perfect mm-hmm. uh, person all the time. And and, and, uh, and there's some strong commonality with again, uh it's not probably as culturally defined, but I don't know. But most people who go to church are still putting these masks putting the mask on, on and and, mm-hmm. and and one of the critiques of church of the church experience is that well everybody's not real there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 so yeah, there's there's a lot we can learn from from what you've been doing. Yeah. Man, this is good. This is this is this has been fun. This is I, I say this when we have our guests on because it is one of many times that we'll bring yeah. back people and, and, and not just to come in and talk about, you know, Asian American, Chinese or whatever sort of things. I think I always appreciate you just as as my friend commenting on anything that's going on uh, and, and, and sometimes even commenting on me and what's going on. Oh, you man. know what I mean? I love and, and helping ben me always does that. great things. I'm often, I'm, I joke a lot with you, but I'm, but you're a deep encouragement to me. Yeah, and, what it, and, and I think there's a part of it, again, because we – we have so many ways in which we are able to kind of discuss. There's, there's times I don't get to to get in on some of the like the narrative of Asian culture, right, and, yeah. and, and learn because we're just talking about just other stuff. So, so I appreciate you being able to kind of open up. And again, it, you're not speaking for everybody, but one of the one of the the positions that you have is as a pastor of an Asian American church that has all these ethnicities kind of uh, <clears throat> underneath your roof. 
you have a, a broader perspective than a, than uh, maybe just a, a regular Chinese person on the street that maybe doesn't isn't a part of a group like that. So your perspective and being able to kind of speak generally uh, has a bit more general uh, <laughs> credibility than than somebody off the street. So we appreciate that and appreciate your your uh, willingness to share and your friendship. Yeah. So yeah, this is good, man. I, I appreciate that. Hey, Thanks for- I thought you did excellent. Yes. By the way. That's it? You're a great uh, podcast let's go. guy. Let's go. Let's do another this one. This is what he's, he, he, so he fought us the about. entire time <laughs> to get on the show and now he's like, oh, that's it? That's, that's all it I got? Easy. It was easy. You're cutting me short. No, we're not cutting me short. You have been short. Because I am short. Oh, well, I didn't. Look, I didn't say that. I ain't going there. We got it. We got it. I was trying to bait you there. That's right. That's right. Man, but Ben, thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate that. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Thank you, Antoine, for yeah. your, your Hey insight. guys, make sure you contact us. Let us know what you think about the show. And if you want to know if you're in this area and want to visit Asian American Baptist Church, then uh Yeah, take a look. You are welcome. Definitely. Even if you whether you're a no. part of that that census yeah. you know, no, you're distinction wanted. or not. You yeah. are wanted. wanted. They are ready. more important Better than wanted. They're prepared for you. That's which right. Is what I, welcome which is what and I like wanted. I love it. I love it. But and then also obviously follow, you know, let us know what you think about stuff on our Instagram and That's right. Twitter Colored and all comments. that stuff. Colored yeah. comments at yeah, color comments at those places. Yeah. yeah. But I had fun. It was fun. Fun time. Shout Thanks out to you guys. We got to do it again. Shout out to Raleigh in the booth. Thanks for our engineer putting that together. Uh, for everybody out there, though, you know how it goes, man. This is a colorful world, and we are colorful people. So stay colored. You have been listening to Colored Commentary, powered by Threaded, a biblical reconciliation ministry. To find out more about Threaded and Colored Commentary, go to wearethreaded.org forward slash podcast. And to continue today's conversation, follow us on Twitter at Colored Comments.